listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. What's going on, NFL fans? This is the Full 10 Yards Podcast. I am Timothy Lambert Monk. It is Friday, the 6th of July. Thank you so much for joining us. And today we have a good show in front of us. We're going to be joined by. Uh, Adam Wolford and we are going to be looking at some more anti-post betting on the 2018 season. We're going to be looking at a few week one lines. In fact, we're going to be looking at all the week one lines. Um, We're also going to be looking at regular season win totals. We're going to be looking at to make the playoffs as well. But before we do that, we have a couple of bits of news to get through and a couple of bit of housekeeping also to get through. So let's do the housekeeping first. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all the rest of it at Full Ten Yards. Lovely. If you want to join us on social media, come follow us. We have a giveaway when we get to 500 followers at NFL Jersey. And also, I'm excited to, uh, to bring to you that we will have be having a new way of you being able to get in touch with us on the show um, through Voice Bite. So keep your eyes peeled for that. That's quite exciting. Uh, yeah. It'd be an easy way for for you to get in contact with us on the show, and I can use all of that media in my podcasts. But um, also, Lee Wakefield has kindly decided, uh, kindly done an article for us. It's called uh, "From Busts to Ballers," looking at a couple of uh, previous first round picks and what it, their twenty eight season could hold and what it could mean for their futures. So, pretty much, uh, I'd, I'd recommend you go and check that out. That's on the blog website there. Uh, and again, again, we'll we'll have Lee Wakefield on the show at some point in the very near future, indeed, to talk about first round busts and late round sleepers. Also, a shout out to the England team who managed to break their hoodoo of penalty shootout World Cup exits. Was a heart in moment stuff. Uh, really enjoyed watching that game. So they progress on to the quarterfinals against Sweden. Um, obviously, I'm in one of my drafts in one of my leagues where we've assigned ourselves teams, and the the further the team gets in the competition, the better draft pick you get. And I, I managed to pull Belgium, uh, who are currently playing Brazil as we speak, as I record this anyway. Just a couple of news items to get through. Cam Chancellor uh, has retired, announced his retirement this week. Uh, so the, another piece of the Legion of Boom has gone. Just L. Thomas now left to leave and hopefully go to Dallas. And James Winston has been given, and it's it's actually official now, that his three-match suspension for violation of the NFL's personal conduct policy uh, was decided uh, yesterday, I think it was, after his alleged incident with the Uber driver a couple of years ago. Um, it's quite a bad one, this one, actually. And... There's a couple of couple of sources that I've been looking at, and people have been telling me that Jameis Winston possibly could be going out the door. And I think I think there there is a potential scenario where Jameis Winston is no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, obviously, the former number one pick overall, of course, initially denied the charges uh, when they were brought about, and to make it even worse, he didn't report it to the team or the NFL, a part of the CBA agreement. Obviously, you're supposed to report these kind of things. So, wouldn't actually surprise me to see the suspension be increased. Uh, I think, you know, considering Zeke's six-game suspension last year and all the other stuff that's kind of gone on to other players for for Winston, only to get three games there, I thought was very, very lenient and wouldn't surprise me at all to see Ryan Fitzpatrick play more than the initial opening three games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What does this mean for Winston? 
well, he will certainly for, be forfeiting one hundred twenty-four thousand pound, uh, one hundred twenty-four thousand dollars of his just over seven hundred thousand base salary for next season. Uh, next year is obviously the big one for Winston, where he's due a raise to twenty million. But can you really see Tampa Bay Buccaneers giving him enough chance? It's, it's certainly up in the air for me. Um, obviously, Jamie's put out a, a statement saying he's he was disappointed but accepts the decision. I mean, he's a bit of a joker to be quite honest. To be uh, as ignorant and as cocky as, as he is, but um, but there we go. So uh, the other final bit of news: Julian Edelman, the New England Patriots wide receiver, has had his four-game suspension upheld. Um, obviously, he felt that his his fail failure of the uh, PED substance abuse um, was kind of handled incorrectly and not handled very well. So obviously that, that was their case for appeal, but obviously that was uh, upheld. So I was slightly surprised about that. And just another one to add on to that, Aaron Jones, the Green Bay running back uh, in that muddy backfield, has been suspended for the first two games. So that kind of makes it f- uh, a bit more easier to decipher for, the, for those first two two games certainly but where where we go from week three again not too sure what that kind of does to the backfield so that's a bit of the news we've done the housekeeping so let's get into the main portion of the show some of these bets I've, I've on my website 14 yards.com i've put a punting page on there and when the time comes i will put some punts on there to keep track of the stuff i we give out and maybe um some other maybe some guests that come on we can post some of their their best weekly tips maybe when the season starts or some anti-post bets from from certain people but let's get right into it okay it's time to talk punting and we're not talking about Marquette King we're going to be talking about some cold hard cash and we have Adam Wolford joining us on the line to talk all things punting Uh, he has a Twitter account at uh, touchdown tips Adam how we doing buddy you okay yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, um, great times. Yeah, I've uh, also got the website touchdowntips.com. So if you uh, want to carry on with that as well. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been, I've been on that uh, not so, not so much so recently, but I had a, I had a flick on. I think when I first uh, spoke to you in person, obviously we met through the wonderful world of the internet, and uh, we obviously were in a dynasty league as well, um, which is coming to its conclusion. Was that is that your first dynasty league, uh, Adam? Uh, afraid not. No, that's probably my what fifth. I think of um, it's become my new kind of favourite startup instead of doing redraft. Yeah, I much prefer the dynasty uh, angle from it. It's a bit more interactive. Yeah, yeah, and no, I agree. And I think it's my first. Um, I'm doing a couple of dynasty leagues this year, but they're all startups. It's the first time I've kind of ventured into the, the, the dynasty kind of setup. And yeah, I mean, it's, I'm trying to work out whether it's actually a lot different from you know. I'm very much a win now kind of person when it comes to dynasty I've kind of taken that approach and uh, you know I'm not, I'm not I haven't drafted uh, Marshall Lynch and all, all, all those kind of people but um, yeah no I'm very much a it's probably because I've done a lot of yeah, redraft yeah, I but I, I seem to be very very win now focused because I, I, I kind of go with the mentality that if you kind of win now you kind of take care of the future because you've got good players on your team and you can kind of maybe when the time's right trade a couple of people off when they're about to fall off the, the off the cliff. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It was me that got uh, Marshall Lynch. So yeah, I can uh, I can definitely approve with that yeah. with that angle. I, the only rookie I drafted who I think is win now is uh, Darius Geis. Yeah, my main draft was very um, existing players yeah. heavy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably an impatience thing as well because I don't I don't, don't like waiting around because I've got I've got Lamar Jackson on my bench and I'm just like I've had a couple of offers for him but I'm just like oh, can I can I stick it out and wait for however long I need to wait for to kind of. Because uh, I know I know you were quite uh, fond of my team, and I I was as well. I just 
the problem with my team, I'll, I'll post these our teams out. And maybe we can have a vote on who on Twitter who had the, who had the better team, maybe. But um, yeah, I got Dak Prescott in the last round. I think I got very cute with. Uh, with my quarterback choice, I mean, I had the last selection in the in the main draft, and I, I was hoping to pick up Matt Ryan, who got picked a couple of picks before me. So I was absolutely screwing uh, that, that that occurred. So I might have to try and swing a trade or, a trade or two to to kind of resurrect that that position. But if Dak hits, then I think I'm very uh, very happy with my team. So I think that's a big if. I will uh, obviously we'll talk later about my thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm not <laughs> the biggest fan of them and uh, their outlook for this few for this season, but. Uh, Dak has obviously shown he can do it so yeah we'll see obviously with uh, Zeke there you should be okay it's whether Zeke goes down or not yeah absolutely yeah I mean yeah I think there's a common theme on this podcast I think quite a lot of people <laughs> come on and hit on the Cowboys so I think I think, like I say in pre- for a previous podcast I think I need to do a screening process that I'm not going to get any heat but um, there we go um, <laughs> never mind just being realistic oh well, yeah no quite I'm just, a, just a, very much a homer um, okay so well, what are we going to talk about on um, what we're going to do on the podcast uh, for the listeners out there today, we're going to be going through a couple of uh, betting tips. And just before we do go go into the betting, obviously, when you are betting or you are punting, just make sure you are very uh, aware of what you're gambling. Don't gamble more than you can uh, afford to lose. Uh, being in the gambling industry for thir- nigh on 13 years, I've seen a lot of uh, different stories from good to bad about, about gambling. But, you know, don't never, never gamble more than you know than it's, than it's worth it should always be fun should always be an interest and certainly from my perspective uh, I love a handicap bet every week on the handicap spreads and total points and, and what have you and I also love an anti-post bet I don't know about you about you Adam but um yeah I, I love I love it when the season comes around and you you know you kind of pick a you, you nail your, your colours to the mast and you pick a team out obviously last year I, I was Chargers this year I'm Chargers again so yeah I, I do love the Chargers but Chargers are going to charge her. It's it's really <laughs> difficult to trust them with the injuries, and you just know that something's going to blow up. Probably someone's knee at some point, and it'll change the whole thing. Yeah, well, Hunter Henry's already already put his uh, his marker down. So yeah, uh, yeah, he was one dynasty uh, tight ends in a different league, and <clears throat> I'm now stuck with Jack Doyle, who's uh, obviously got an Ebon. Probably an Eric Ebron problem. Yeah, that's an, that's. I know we're not really talking about that the, uh, on the, on this podcast, but yeah, that's a quite an interesting one because I was listening to a podcast a couple of days ago about uh, Eric Ebron potentially being more of the pass catching down there because he's not a great blocking tight end. It's Jack Doyle is known for his, his decent blocking, so it'd be quite interesting to see how that tight end uh, kind of battle plays out there. But. Yeah, so, so for this podcast, we're going to be looking at week one spreads. Uh, we're going to be looking at regular season wins. We're going to be looking at uh, teams to make the playoffs and maybe flit that in with a bit of divisional divisional betting, you know, conference championship and obviously Super Bowl. But also look at some of the kind of top uh, top end of season, like rush yards, receiving yards, top passes and all, all that kind of stuff as well, all flitted in. So let's go <coughs> Let's go with uh, Falcons. Uh, Falcons at Eagles is obviously the first game. The division uh, reigning champions, the Philadelphia Eagles at home to the Falcons. Minus four and a half is, is the early line. Do you any, have any kind of thoughts going in, in this one, the first one up? If if I was a leaning, if I had to force um, a bet on it, it would probably be the Falcons. I think they've it's the second year with Sarkeesian in charge. Uh, last year, Matt Ryan had a very bad, for him, a very bad year on yeah. touchdown rate. I think it was down about half of what he was the year before. And generally, these things even out. So I think for this year, I think Matt Ryan, I know you said that you were looking at him in um, Dynasty. He was, one on, he was on my list as well. Mm. Um, but I personally, 
I think if anything, I'd go for the Falcons. But at this time, I uh, I'm not touching that one. I'll wait for the uh, rest of the summer and see how it all goes. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of storylines going into, and like you say, I think you're you're on some thinking to me that you know, yeah, second year Steve Sarkeesian, Matt Ryan had a bit of a down year, and let's not forget that. Matt Ryan and the Falcons had a, a not a great year when it was the first year of Carl Shanahan and then look what happened the second year so I certainly expect the Falcons to be uh, sneakily good this year and kind of not necessarily hit the heights of the second year under Carl Shanahan but I certainly think that they'll be they'll be in the business end of, of January uh, come the playoffs and I, I really like at the moment the minus 4.5 for the Falcons because on the other side of the ball, you've got the Eagles. Now, you've got a lot of people on the Eagles that are coming back from injury, both on, on both sides of the ball. So it'd be quite interesting to see who actually is on the field for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think at this early stage, whilst you've got the Lions there already, I certainly think the Falcons could be worth taking. Now, that's not to say, you know, if the injuries happen and, uh, you know, that it's not a 100% fit Philadelphia Eagles team, that that line might come down to a field goal maybe, and obviously you're getting bad value there. But I certainly, as things stand at the moment, I certainly think four, minus four and a half is, is worth taking. Yeah, I guess it all depends on Wentz. If Wentz is confirmed out, that line's going to go up to probably, well, it'll come down to probably plus one and a half for the Falcons. Yeah. Um, like you say, it's all, it's all injury dependent, so it's whether you want to take the risk on. I personally, I think Wentz will start. I think he'll be fine. But, yeah, I do. I, I, um, I you are right, it's uh, a lot of injury relation. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so that, that's obviously the, the first game up. So, is, is there any? I suppose the best way of doing this is how many? How many kind of best bets have you got for week one? I've I've picked out three that I really like at this point, not including the Falcons. Uh, but so, so uh, if, do you want to pick out? Do you want to pick out your third best or your fourth best? Yeah, the uh, first one. Well, the first one up on Sunday alphabetically is the Bills at the Ravens, and I think the Ravens minus five. In fact, I'm checking now; it's minus five and a half now. Yeah. So that's already moving, and it opened minus four and a half. So there's obviously still money coming in for the Ravens there. Yeah. I think that the Ravens should cover that. I think the Bills are pretty awful this year, frankly. And uh, the Ravens have got one of the best defences in the league. Yeah. Going to be going up against either AJ McCarron, uh, Nathan Peterman, who threw five interceptions and a half, or a rookie. The Ravens are going to eat them. Yeah, I, I, to, I, I say I think I think we're going to be uh, there's going to be a similar theme going out, out here. But I, I absolutely love the Baltimore Ravens is my is my nap of the of week one. Like you say, Buffalo, we don't even know who the quarterback is. They've lost three fifths of their offensive line, and Baltimore defense is is legit. And Baltimore at home, so I don't understand how it's it's less than a touchdown. This should be, in my opinion, double figures. To be quite honest. Definitely. I mean, the home home advantage normally is three points, so they're saying that the Ravens are only two and a half points better than the Bills. Yeah, that's yeah. that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's frankly. Ab- absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean, because the the key to beating Buffalo this season, we'll obviously just stack the box for Sean McCoy, because you know the wideouts aren't going to do too much. Kevin Benjamin didn't do too much towards the end of last season. Okay, he's had the off season to kind of learn a playbook, but again, you don't know who's who's throwing in the ball and. It doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter who's throwing in the ball because that Baltimore defense is is going to have way, 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 way too much for Buffalo in in general. And I just minus five is is just put its mortgage mortgage stuff to me. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, obviously sensibly, yeah. uh, but Lashawn McCoy as well. He's going to be thirty, and thirty-year-old running backs. That's normally the start of the end for them. Mm. And if he's uh, getting three hundred and fifty touches a year like he did last year, it's going to be tough for him. 
Yeah, and again, they say I think even if if Baltimore were away to Buffalo, they say this is Buffalo at home, I'd still take Baltimore minus five to be to be, to be quite honest. So that's how that's Same how much way. I yeah, yeah that's how that's how much I'm I'm liking the Ravens. Uh, yeah, that again, that was my that's my best bet for for week one at this point. So, but another one I've got is um, Seattle at Denver. I've gone Denver minus one and a half now. Some people might go the other way on this one, but I just think Denver at home, Seattle with all the change that's had, you know changing the backfield, changing coordinator with Ryan Schottenheimer, you know the, the Legion of Boom is pretty much all gone. Cam Chancellor obviously retiring this week. Uh, L. Thomas is likely, excuse me, to be to be a cowboy. I just don't see how Denver don't score quite a lot of points, and with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Yeah, against that Seattle defensive, uh, sorry, that offensive line, which you know, look at Russell, what Russell Wilson was doing last season. I just think they're going to eat eat Russell Wilson alive. Yeah, definitely. They they're on my list as well. Uh, uh, Denver minus two. I'm quite happy to take that, whether it's in Seattle or Denver. I think it's at Denver, isn't it? It's in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely there. I mean, Denver's a horrible place to go to at the best of times let alone first game of the season when you've lost most of your defence yeah I mean and uh, Denver are going to be coming in hot with a QB who can actually throw the ball probably a rookie running back who everyone seems to be raving about at the moment yeah I don't see how Denver don't win money line to be honest and uh, yeah only two point favourites is brilliant yeah, no, I agree. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, it's a different, it's a different prospect altogether. If you had last season's quarterbacks like Simeon, Lob, uh, the Brock Lobster, and Paxton Lynch, but Case Keenum, obviously, it's all there to see what he did last year. I, don't, I think he only needs to play, you know, three quarters of what he, what he did last year in the, in that offense. You know, you've got all the weapons there: Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and then again, you've got that defense. I just think Denver will control the clock. I don't think Seattle will be able to stop them very much, and I just don't, but I don't see. Russell Wilson and, and the, the Seahawks offense being able just to keep up. I mean, I'm not saying they're not going to score points. I just don't think that. I think they'll win by more than a field goal. I think the field goal is probably about right for for the line myself. But um, yeah, minus one and a half, I think is 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 pretty decent bet. Yep, yep, definitely. Uh, next team up on mine is my team. Unfortunately, is the Bengals. Uh, Bengals plus two and a half in Indianapolis. It's a little bit of a risk because of Andrew Luck. If he's back. Uh, I think that that could easily become minus, well, plus six or seven. I think it will give them three or four extra points. But I'm actually, without trying to be too much of a home, I'm quite high on the Bengals this year. I think they've improved a lot uh, where they needed to. The offensive line being the main bit, uh, they've replaced two out of the five mm. key guys there. And if they can give uh, Dalton a bit of protection, I think he'll be fine. Uh, especially if they get John Rusk going, which apparently... By all reports, uh, they should do this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly the uh, offensive line was supposed to be pretty decent last year. Didn't obviously come to, to fruition as much as maybe the Bengal fans had hoped. But I really love Joe Mixon this this year. Uh, yeah, it's a difficult one with Indianapolis because, like you say, Andrew Luck there is a, is a massive point swing uh, either way. And I, I wrote down, uh, I wrote down, I wrote down plus two and a half for Cincinnati, but. I have a couple of rules when I when I bet on on spread lines. I never go plus two and a half because you can get done by a field goal if it goes to overtime. So I'd probably do something like a bet three six five yeah. plus three to get that kind of insurance. But it's not it's, it's not one I'd be confident in. Just yeah, again purely just because of Andrew Luck. I mean on the plus side, Indianapolis don't have don't have a defense, so Cincinnati should be scoring points. And again. Indianapolis don't have a great deal on on offense. You know, you don't really know what's going on there. Backfield and T. Y. Hilton's very hit or miss with Jacoby Brissett. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was one of the kind of the away teams that I thought could win 
uh, week one. But again, the, the two point five, I'd I'd like at least a three or a three point five, and I'll probably take a slightly, slightly uh, le- kind of less of odds to to be able to secure that that line. No, that's fair enough. It makes sense. Yeah, um, like I said before, like the home advantage is generally three points, so yeah. they're rating the Bengals at the moment as the half point favourites. But it, it, it all depends on luck. Personally, I don't think he's going to be the player he was because no. he's not throwing the ball properly for a year and a half. So yeah. I'm not sure. I think they'll probably take him at eighty percent and be happy with that. To be honest, yeah, it's sad, really. Obviously, I wrote, I wrote an article a while ago. I don't, I don't think we'll. I know he's been. I suppose the last week or so has been quite encouraging that he's actually thrown a college ball, which again still isn't a great feat. But I think he was coming out saying that there's no there's no pain there, and you know you haven't played for a year and a half. I wouldn't expect there to be much pain. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, again, it's kind of a wait and see. But I say as things stand at the moment, I'd I'd probably take a plus two and a half for Cincinnati because if if Lux. Uh, deemed out come come week one, I wouldn't actually be surprised to see the Bengals be favourites for that game. That's the obviously that's the decision we've got to make, isn't it? If looks in, it'll probably be plus five. Yeah. If looks out, it'll probably be Cincinnati favourites. So yeah. it's what you wanna, what you think's gonna happen with look really, and try and figure it out from there. Yeah, we well, say so uh, just get off the get off the fence and and pick a side, I suppose at, at this point. Yeah, but yeah, Cincinnati is with the ones I wrote down as as uh, in, not it wasn't in, it was in pencil rather than pen, shall we say? Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so the other one for me, my my final of the three, because uh, say we've agreed on the previous two, but I've gone for uh, the Rams at Oakland. Uh, I've gone for the Rams minus three. I just think this is going to be an absolute uh, bloodbath for John Gruden's return to the NFL. I know it's in Oakland, and I know it's the second game on Monday night, but the Rams, uh, it's obviously well documented what happened when last season, and I just do not rate Oakland at all this year, um, at all, and say so they... they it's going to be a common theme throughout this podcast on on Oakland. I just don't. I, how are they only three point favourites for the Rams? They're, they're going to absolutely demolish them. Yeah, the good thing about this one is a lot of the public money will be on Oakland because they're the new thing. John Gruden's there, and uh, sorry, Jay Gruden, and everyone thinks that he. I say everyone. Supposedly, people think he's going to be brilliant. I, I'm agree. I'm with you on this. That I think he's going to be awful, yeah. and the Rams should destroy them. Yeah, I know. I mean, this one could get quite out of, out of hand quite early. It could be a 20, 20, 20 to thirty point kind of difference. But I mean, usually in these circumstances, when you dismiss something and, and don't take any information to make to the contrary of you know, you know, there is a range of outcomes that say that Oakland could win. But I just, I just don't, I just can't see it. The the defense for the Rams, obviously, all the upgrades in the off season. I just think it'd be an absolute bloodbath, and Derek Carr's going to be running for his life. I don't think the offensive line's going to hold up for Oakland, and uh, I just don't see them scoring many points. And you know, the Rams last season, uh, which we, again we'll, we'll we'll talk about later on, but they, I think they were top scoring offense most most points last season. So that that's kind of the storylines that I'm taking going into this one. And to minus three, I, I'd take minus seven. I'd take a touchdown at least. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like you say, admittedly, it's away from home, and that that, that arena is going to be um, crazy with it being first game with Gruden there. But I don't think it will make any difference at all. No. Um, and I've heard quite a few people saying that. I mean, the uh, the odds on that they're still minus three, but the actual price is coming down. So I think yeah. that line will move probably. Yeah. Uh, within the week. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm amazed it hasn't. I guess the only thing I can think is because the Raiders are there. They're a popular team. Yeah, they've got a new uh, new head coach. I think the money will 
stay on that side and probably keep the line great for us, frankly. Yeah, no, I love it. No, I absolutely love it. Um, and I say it probably helps that... Um, the only thing I don't like is when you do accumulators and your last legs on the Monday night, you always get itchy, your itchy feet, and you? you always think, oh, what, you know, should I cash out and uh, yeah. or should I hedge my bets? But uh, that's the only annoying thing uh, about that game. On the plus side, you can hedge it. And uh, if uh, once the sharp money comes in on that Monday night, the line probably will move the other way. So you can probably get a decent middle out of it in the end. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Yeah, no, well, I, I certainly I, I expect this to, to double for, for the Rams. Minus five, minus six maybe. But you know, again, you can't tell what the Americans are gambling on over there. And obviously, they've, they've in most states, or some states, they've just made gamble, uh, gambling legal again. So it'd be quite interesting to see. Uh, kind of how that how, how that goes, but um, do you do you have an, another one there that uh, we haven't covered yet? Uh, another one which is probably the stupidest of on of them all is to take on the Patriots. Oh, okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's uh, uh, minus seven and a half. Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun Watson uh, starting. The Patriots normally start slow and use the first game, the first few games of the season to figure everything out, um, so, but. I, I don't know whether I can do it because you're taking on the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah. But we saw what happened in the opening game last year. The Chiefs killed them. Yeah. I mean, this one's a difficult one. I, I wrote down the Patriots minus seven and a half, and I, oh, there's, a, there's a scribble there's a scribble next to it, uh, Houston plus seven and a half. Because, so, again, another rule of mine is not to, to back anyone seven and a half, uh, minus seven and a half because you're not covered by a touchdown. If I'm going to take it, I'm going to do a minus seven and, and get the push. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a couple of factors to this one. Obviously, last year, Houston went to Foxborough and nearly, very nearly won if it wasn't for the late Brandon Cooks uh, touchdown with, I think, about 30 or 40 seconds left on the, on the clock or something something silly. I remember that, that was a high-scoring game. Uh, and like you say, uh, yeah, like last year, obviously, the, the Kansas City Chiefs went into Foxborough and absolutely blitzed uh, New England, even though it was quite close after the first quarter or second quarter, and then they just, Kansas City bludgeoned them a little bit with Tyreek Hill. But, uh, yeah, a difficult one. Um, again, it depends. I think this one comes down to your opinion on Deshaun Watson and how healthy he is and actually how good he is. Because I think if you if you get the same Deshaun Watson that went into Seattle and and put that kind of performance in, then then fair enough. But if you get the Deshaun Watson that was maybe a bit shy, you know, the first game, first game and a half, it could be a totally different story. But there are there was enough. Uh, unrest, I think, in Foxborough with the the coaching staff, Brady and Gronk, and the and the retirement rumor stuff, rumor mill that goes round. It's a very interesting line to see what kind of goes on there as well, and it's it's just a very difficult game to pick, in my opinion. So I I kind of left it alone. Yeah, that that one's a definite lean rather than uh, an actual bet, and it's like you say, it's one that I'll keep an eye on and see uh, see what happens. But like you said, it all depends on Watson and his fitness and. The, and JJ Watt and whether he can make it through and the whole summer is going to be very interesting to mm. judge what's going to happen in that game. Yeah, and obviously uh, news have broke this week that um, Julian, Julian Edelman's uh, suspension's upheld as well. So again, he's not he's not going to be in that game. So it could be quite again that's just another slight factor, uh, another slight tilt on 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 that game. So yeah, I think I'd probably come around to if it got. The the spread was bigger, maybe maybe eight nine come come kickoff time. I'd, I'd probably lean the, the Houston as well because you got to take the points in those situations. Although the Patriots are the one team, like you say, you don't want to really bet against because they they're not afraid to rack up the score. So yeah, and against the spread, they're something they they were something like fourteen and two last year against the spread. So yeah, yeah they're not the team you want to go against. No. But I do uh, I do quite fancy the Texans this year. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'd say the AFC South is quite an interesting one in general. But yeah, no, that's, 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 I think that's probably one of, one's, one of the games of the week um, for, for me. Obviously, I don't know if I don't, we don't know the Sky schedule yet, but uh, obviously for those of you out there that have game, game Pass, it doesn't really matter. So 
Should we, should we run through the rest of these, uh, Adam, and, and yeah. should we get your opinion and yeah. we, we can kind of just go through and, and see see what, what our opinions are. So if we go yeah. with, we did Cincinnati Indy, um, so J- Jacksonville, New York Giants? Uh, probably the Jags. I mean, that's a, that's a really tough one to call because we just don't know what the Giants are going to be. Obviously, yeah. Beckham will be back. They've got one of the supposedly best running backs in, in well, I say two years. I'll give you a Z because they're the best in the uh, last five years. Mm. Um, we we don't know what the Giants are going to be. I th- my feeling is that they'll be very good, yeah. but the Jags' defense is brilliant, so yeah. who knows? Yeah, I mean, this is how I see it playing out. Obviously, so just to give you the line, it's uh, Jacksonville at New York Giants at the MetLife. It's three point five for Jacksonville, so I like the the three point five because obviously you get your field goal. Uh, if they lose by a field goal, you still win as well. So I just think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to eat. Eli Manning alive. That offensive line's uh, uh, it's got Will Hernandez on it, and um, who's the other guy that they got? I can't remember off the top of my head now. Not uh, is it Andrew Norwell? No, um, he no he went to Jacksonville. Uh, I can't remember the yeah. I can't remember the name of the guy. But I, I just don't think that they you know it's week one. They're not going to be totally in sync, and I just think that the, the defense there is just going to limit limit the the Giants to maybe that ten points if they, if they're lucky. So I I certainly like the uh, Jags in that one. Yep, yep, I'll go with that. Next one, Steelers and Browns. Mm. Uh, that's, where are we? We're at the Browns, aren't we? So, We're at the Browns, uh, yeah. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Brown, again, it's another one. I, we just don't know what the Browns are going to be. No. Uh, the Steelers have a um, tendency to overlook the teams that they think are weaker than them and kind of ignore them. But obviously, first game of the season, they won't be doing that. Mm. Uh, the Browns are six point underdogs at the moment so you're getting Browns plus six mm. again like you keep saying is the seven point swing is a big thing in a, in betting on these and I, I can't take the Browns plus six no matter how good I think they're going to be no. this year I'd have to I'd have to go Steelers minus six unfortunately yeah I, I agree I mean there was a point last season where you know you keep waiting for Cleveland to get over the hump and you take Cleveland on the handicap and I think if I think if you backed Cleveland on the handicap all last year, I think you ended up with as much money as fifty cent did. Um, spoiler alert: he's actually bankrupt. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wrote down Cleveland plus six, but again, I, I hate it. I'm not. I, it's not something I'd actually put any money on. I'd, I'd take plus seven if anything. But Pittsburgh are funny. Obviously, they lost a couple of away games last season. They very their road their road and home splits are, are, are quite uh, polarizing. And again, it's, it's a game I'll leave alone. But if if you had to put guns in my head and yeah, make a selection. I'd I'd go Cleveland plus six, but um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be expecting to live um, on, yeah. on on that decision. So, on paper, the Browns should be in that game, but yeah, like you said last year, I think that I think they were something like fourteen and two. I get uh, sorry, two and fourteen against the spread. That 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 you just don't win money on the Browns. No, no, absolutely not. No. Um, okay, so next one up, San Francisco at Minnesota. Another quite a juicy game. Obviously, you've got San Francisco, the hot team, coming out of 2017. Jimmy GQ um, travelling to uh, US Bank Stadium, I think it is, in Minneapolis, the, Minnesota. The tundra. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Minnesota are your early four-and-a-half-point favourites. How do you see this one going? I, I think this will be the TV game. I think it's got to be because everyone's obsessed with the 49ers and the Vikings are probably my favourite for the NFC this year. Okay. So I'd imagine this will be the Sky the Sky game uh, on that opening weekend and it will be a heck of a game to watch. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think myself personally, again, this is another one where I think San Francisco come crashing back down to earth a little bit. I think I've gone from Minnesota minus four and a half. I just think... Uh, considering they, they let themselves down a little bit last year in the championship game. Kirk Cousins obviously enters the fray. Dalvin Cook's back. 
Uh, I just think Minnesota will be firing on all cylinders, and I think I think the, the San Francisco defense will take a couple of games to gel because obviously you've got a few new pieces on there. I think they've got a good defense. Um, Ruben Foster obviously is suspended for two games now. Uh, I just think that Minnesota will overpower them, and I don't th- really think that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will be able to kind of keep his hot streak going. Yep, I agree with that. I think the the Vikings obviously made it to the championship game last year. They've kept pretty much the same people yeah. and improved at running back and quarterback. I just don't see how the Vikings for, can lose. No. I was just looking at my uh, my results for the season and I've got them beating the 49ers. Like you said, without Reuben Foster there as well, that's a pretty big loss for the, for the 49ers. They, he had a very good rookie season, the games he played. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, and obviously he had all the of uh, troubles off the field as well with his his, his ex partner trying to drag him through the through the bush. But um, obviously, yeah, he's, he's still going to be suspended for the first two games. But I, I don't think that will with even with him playing. I don't think that makes a, any any difference. So moving on, we have uh, one of the less fancy fancy games of of the week: uh, Tennessee at Miami. Tennessee minus two. How how do you see? What do what, what do you think of Miami this year? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. I thought you were going to ask me about the Titans. Um, the <laughs> Dolphins, uh, God knows. It's all on Tannenhill, really, isn't it? Whether whether he's going to come back and be the, the player he can be or whether he's going to be average. I mean, they've lost Landry, who's the main guy. They replaced him with Amendola, who I think will fill in well enough for them. Um, it, I, I, Honestly, I don't know about the Dolphins. They, uh, they're in a tough division. Uh, I've got them down for five wins, uh, uh, and this is not one of them. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No, no. I mean, yeah, Tennessee are a bit of a, a bit of a wild card again this season. Again, there might be a few de- teething problems with changing uh, coordinators, and yeah, I think I think I quite like Tennessee this year. But traveling to Miami is not always the easiest. Um, just ask the New England Patriots on that one. Uh, but I think the line minus two is fair. I think it's probably about right. I'd probably make Tennessee a field goal field goal kind of favourite. So for that for that reason, I went Tennessee minus two. Yeah, I'd go with that. Obviously, it's early September as well, so it's going to be humid and horrible down there. So yeah, I, I think I actually quite like the Titans this year. They're um, one that I'll mention later on. Mm. Uh, I think the uh, change in coaching is going to be brilliant for them we've got Dion Lewis they've got a better defense with um, Malcolm Butler joining them I think they've uh, they're on and up this year yeah no I certainly agree uh, next up on the uh, we've got a Jameis Winstonless Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints I suppose this one this is going to be a one-way uh, one-way prediction considering the the news recently even without that yeah <laughs> I, no, I, I don't think that suspension doing much for no. their first three games no I mean they had um if they have they got Saints Eagles and Steelers in the first three games yeah with or without Winston, they were losing all three of them. Yeah, no, probably it's probably a blessing in disguise for Winston, I suppose, because uh, yeah, I, I don't think um, even with him in there and get and getting seven points, I don't think they're going to be anywhere near New Orleans. I think they're going to be a kind of a team on the mission this season, the New Orleans Saints, obviously after what happened at uh, what happened in the playoffs. So yeah, I, I certainly see. Although you know, it's a, it's a, a touchdown uh, is a handicap. I, I still fancy New Orleans at home to to kind of get the job done there. I think once it reopens, it's going to be nine as well. I think it'll be nine points, nine or ten. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Because uh, obviously these are the these are the prices before James, the James news was announced. Yeah. Um, I did, however, manage to get the Saints on the money line at twenty-one to twenty the other day, which I was quite happy with. Oh, very nice, very nice, very nice. Didn't yeah. um, didn't Tampa Bay go into New Orleans last year and win? I 
Day one funny, and the last play today. I think yeah, I've got a funny thing because I do last man standing every week, uh, every every season. Yeah. Sorry, and I think I think I remember one that that week where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went to to New Orleans. Obviously, everyone piled in on New Orleans, and I think Tampa Bay won. I'd have to I'd have to double check that really, but um, yeah, no, I just just rung uh, a bell. Yeah, New Year's Eve, thirty-one twenty-four. Mm, yeah. I think I'm sure it was the last play of the game. Uh, they scored eighteen in the final quarter. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Now I thought I thought that rang a bell, but um, you yeah, know I, I don't see the the same heroics, uh, same heroics in this one. Not okay, right. moving moving on then. So this one's uh, very interesting uh, out in the AFC West: Kansas City at the Chargers. Chargers minus three. Obviously, we both love the Chargers, don't we? So we should really say the Chargers, but the Chiefs own that division. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. they won five out of six last year. I think they've won something like twelve out of thirteen over the last two and a bit years. And Andy Reid just owns a division. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a lot different this year with um, Mahomes in instead of Smith. But personally, I think that's an upgrade. I think Mahomes and Tyreek Hill could be uh, brilliant this year. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I, th- I think it's obviously quite risky putting all your eggs in the Mahomes basket and obviously getting rid of Alex Smith quite quickly after the end of last season, uh, obviously, or when, you know, when trading was was open. So obviously Randy Reid's hoping that he's he's got enough faith in Mahomes and he's, he obviously likes what he sees, but it's just, um, yeah, hopefully for obviously Kansas City fans, it, does, it doesn't kind of backfire in their face. I mean, I do like, I do like the Chargers, Chargers at home, well, in kind of, in kind of name only, I suppose. Um, I think they're still at the StubHub Centre this season until they move to their new home next year. Um, but I think field goal, again, you're getting the minus three. So if they win by a field goal, you're kind of getting a push anyway. I, th- I think I'd probably take a minus two and a half at slightly lesser odds. Um, but I'm I'm all aboard the Chargers, the Chargers boat this year. Yeah, the like you said, the field goal and the money's on the Chargers as well. They're um, slightly worse odds for the minus three. And personally, I, I agree with you. I think that's... That's where I'd go looking at it sensibly. Mm. Um, but it, it'll be a no bet for me on that one at the moment. We'll see what happens closer to the time. Yeah, no, certainly, obviously, last year, I think, um, certainly in the last couple of years as well, I think the, the Chiefs have kind of owned the Chargers, uh, like, say, Andy Reid has owned the division as well. So maybe maybe the changing of the guard uh, is is on is on the horizon. But, uh, yeah, we shall see. I think the thing, one thing about that game is it will certainly show us Kind of the, who's going to put the market down for that division because it could be quite uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> the whole division. Like, we, I think we both agree. We think the Raiders will be bottom. The uh, the the other three of them, the Broncos have obviously improved. The Chargers are the Chargers. I I like them last year. They're kind of my second team. Mm. Um, and if you look at it in um, terms of areas, the Chargers' offense is probably better than the Chiefs. The Chargers' defense is definitely better than the Chiefs, so yeah. realistically, you've got to go Chargers on that one. Yeah, but yeah, like, but like I say, if, if the Chargers didn't have such a bad September last year, and obviously they sometimes they're a team that are slow to kind of get going, uh, they obviously they would have been in the playoffs last season. So hopefully they can kind of hit the ground running this year because I say they're hopefully they're... they've got a kicker who can kick a field goal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so moving on, um, the Cowboys Nation will be travelling to Carolina for Week One, and Carolina are minus two and a half on the early spread. That's another one that's really difficult to call. I, th- I think, right? Okay, you're gonna uh, not like me with the Cowboys takes again, but uh, <laughs> obviously you've got no one to throw the ball to, apart from Zeke, and you've got Zeke doing all the running. Or, or maybe Tavon Austin. He's going to get 20 touches a game, isn't mm. he? Apparently, so may- maybe he'll save the day for you. But I'm, I'm surprised it's if he gets be 20 really snaps tough for you. 
I don't think he'll get 20 snaps, to be quite honest. But uh, yeah, yeah, difficult one, this one. Um, I, I yeah, begrudgingly gone Carolina minus two and a half again because of the field goal. I can certainly see them winning by a field goal. But the range of outcomes on this one is quite quite high because obviously you know, Dallas can walk in, control the clock as they did do a couple of years ago. Zeke just running the show and that offensive line running the show uh, and Dak making plays where necessary. The Carolina defense isn't of, as good as previous Carolina defenses. And you never really know what you're getting on offense with, with Carolina. North Turner is a bit of a dinosaur in terms of you know being his his play call uh, play calling and his coordination uh, skills and his head coach skills there. So, and again, you know there might be another scenario where Cam Newton just turns it on and the the Dallas Cowboys defense is the same Dallas Cowboys defense as it has been over the last five years or since I've been following them anyway. But uh, difficult one, I think on on judged on you know kind of ratios and probabilities, I, I do see Carolina probably winning this by a field goal. Yeah, I agree with that. Like you said, with North Turner there, he's been saying all this stuff about keeping Cam in the pocket and making him a high-accuracy passer. Well, that's not his game. No. You can't stop Cam playing his game because he's brilliant at what he does. Okay, yeah, ne- next yeah. up, uh, Washington, Arizona. This one's a bit of a difficult one. I, I, I'm denied a few. I mean, the line's only plus, uh, was it plus one to Washington, so it kind of gives you an indication of... No, 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 anyone really knows what's kind of kind of going on with Arizona, but um, I, I went Washington plus one on here just because they simply got a point. But um, it's not again not not a line I'm particularly fond of. Plus one is no really point. You might as well just back money line and get the slightly bigger odds. But so, uh, how do you how do you see this one going? Yeah, again, not one I'll be betting on. I would like to put my faith in David Johnson being back because yeah. he was outstanding in the full year that he had. Uh, but that's pretty much all you're putting your faith in with the Cardinals. They don't have much else. No. Uh, logically, on paper, I think the Redskins are probably the better team, and if they get their offensive line back fit, which obviously should do in the first game of the season, yeah. then Darius Geis hits the ground running, as everyone seems to think that he will, then they should probably win it, but yeah, who knows. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're the more accomplished offence with everyone's fit, and Alex Smith kind of slots in quite seamlessly. Again, we don't really know what's happening at the quarterback situation for Arizona, so this is another line I expect to kind of swing swing either way. Um, I'm not quite sure what will constitute kind of a, a more in favour of Arizona. Um, I, th- I think if Sam Bradford plays, maybe you might see a minus two, minus three maybe, but if Josh Rosen starts, might even swing to, to Washington. But I certainly think Washington will have a bit more about them on offence, a bit more accomplished, and Alex Smith is as steady as they come, so I don't really see him having much trouble trying to slot into this offence. So, again, I, I'd, I'd probably back Washington on the uh, on the money line for this one. Yeah, I think you're right. Wait until uh, game time, though, and you may well get uh, the Cardinals. You may well get the Redskins at a better price. Yeah. No, I certainly agree. Okay, the I think this is a Sunday night football game. A good one to start off with. Divisional NFC North, Chicago at Green Bay. What what were your thoughts? That's going to be a really interesting game. The Bears obviously have improved so much. Well, in theory, have improved so much. They've got new head uh, new head coach, new offense. Well, the, he was the offensive coordinator, wasn't he, for uh, the Chiefs? Yeah, he and, should. And he should be implementing a system that will um, suit Trubisky well. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a very interesting one, this one. Again, week one, so you can't really take too many takeaways from from whatever the outcome of this game is. I just think Aaron Rodgers kind of has a bit of grump and is going to be out to to prove a point uh, in this one. And I think he, he pretty much owns the Bears over the last what, five to five to ten years or however long he's, he's kind of been playing. But uh, I, I certainly think he'll want to come out and put down a marker. It's at Lambeau. I just think the, they might just teach the Bears a little lesson. But then, yeah, again, a range of outcomes is it might be a bit of a surprise. Um, but the thing the thing for me is is the Green Bay defence is much, much improved. 
Yeah, definitely. That, obviously, that's where they've always lacked. And yeah. That's why they've always been great for fantasy because they can't stop people scoring. There. Yeah. But they can score as many points as they want. Yeah. Obviously, with Jimmy Graham there now as well, replacing Jordy Nelson, doing pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it'll be good for fantasy as well. And uh, they should be eight points favourites is, again, a tough one because it's just that one point above where you want it to be. Mm. Um, and like I said, the Bears, the Bears have a sneaky good defence as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they can keep it quite low. But it's the Packers with Rodgers. Yeah, we don't know how good that is. Yeah, certainly. I'd say because it, it, it's at Lambeau and the Packers again can score as many points as they want. I'm not actually too bothered about taking that kind of line with the Packers. Um, but the only things I go, obviously, it's a divisional game, first game up. So you, you know, tendency is sometimes you might get a few closer games than you, than you might expect. So it's one I left. I, I've put, I've had, I've, I put down Green Bay on the handicap, but again, it's not anything that's going to be in any of my, any, any of my accumulators. Yeah, the over-under is 47.5 on that. I'd probably go under that at the moment. Like you said, divisional yeah. game, they're normally lower scoring. First game of the season, both teams improved on defence. Um, yeah. But yeah, not one that I'll be touching at the moment. Yeah, no, that's probably, uh, probably a sensible way to go on that one. Okay, so the final one that we haven't covered is the Jets at the Lions. Jets. Yeah, the uh, the Lions are seven-point favourites at the moment. That's probably about right. Yeah. I don't know why it's on TV. I can only guess it's because Sam Darnold, they think he'll be starting. I don't think he'll be starting. No. I'm not sure he'll start the first half of the season. If that, I think Josh McCown's a decent enough quarterback and he did a good enough job last year. Uh, the the Lions have a really tough schedule. This is probably one of the games they have to win Yeah. Um, to do anything this year. But the Jets have got a decent defence. Um, I love Matt Stafford. I think he's one of the uh, better quarterbacks in the league. He's got Kenny Do- Kenny Galladay should be uh, firing all, all cylinders and adding a third receiver there for him to throw to. Yeah, uh, they've improved the offensive line. They might finally get a uh, hundred yard rusher <laughs> for the first time since uh, God knows well, I think it's about since, five six years, isn't it? At yeah, least since I was in nappies. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. Well. We'll see. No, I agree. I think I think the Lions fair again. You, minus seven if they if, if they happen to struggle maybe a little bit. I mean, he's at home. Matt Patricia, the new head coach, be quite interesting to see kind of what offense he he kind of employs there. He's I assume he's going to be kind of a win it win it by the defense and just run the ball type of guy. I think you'll see a mixture of Blunt, see a mixture of Kerryon Johnson and uh, Amir Abdullah slash Theo Riddick. I just think they'll grind it out, and they say it's not going to be a great game to watch on Monday night. I'm certainly not probably not going to stay up to watch that one. Um, it's just a shame the the Oakland game's not the one before, but um, yeah, yeah, three to twenty in the morning's a little bit a uh, little bit late to stay up for the Rams Oakland, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think the sensible thing now is to get to sleep at eight o'clock, wake up at three to watch uh, watch that one, and ignore the Jets v Lions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. So I'd probably I'd probably take the Lions just because it's a touchdown, and again, you get the push if. If they do win by that said touchdown, or maybe take six and a half um, at the slightly slightly shorter odds. Okay, so that pretty week one. So I suppose uh, it's, it makes sense now to go to regular season wins. So again, I, I think we'll we'll do something similar to week one. Is there any any standout regular season wins uh, over and unders for you? Do you want to maybe pick out top three, top five? Yeah, put in a request about with Sky because okay. you can't. Can't accumulate these things on the um, no. on the websites by themselves. You have to do them as a quest bet. But uh, again, we mentioned the Bills earlier. We got Bills under th- under six point five. We got the Raiders under eight point five. Uh, maybe a controversial one: Jags under nine point five. And uh, then, unfortunately, your boys uh, under <laughs> eight and a half. 
for the Cowboys. I've got I put that as a request about and got seventeen to two on it. Okay, yeah, that's not too bad. How, so how many teams you've got in total there? So is it four or five? Four on that one. And yeah. if you didn't want the Cowboys in, you can go Seahawks under seven and a half and get eight to one. Oh, Seahawks on, under uh, seven and a half. That's gonna, that could get a lot of heat. That could get a lot of heat. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, yeah, certainly the Cowboys. I, I never do the Cowboys because it's, it's always eight and a half. And whenever you go through the Cowboys schedule, you can always make them go around the eight the eight area. I think they were nine and seven last season. Um, again, when I wasn't overly confident because of all the Ezekiel Elliott, I think I went, I, went, I went under in the end. I always seem to get the Cowboys wrong. Um, so I've kind of left them. I've, I did what my I, I thought would be the predictions this year. I think I went nine and seven, but that, I'm I'm a homer, so I don't I, I just don't yeah. like doing the Cowboys over under lines. Yeah, certainly the one the, the couple that stand out for me um, under on Buffalo under six and a half. I think the line was uh, that you sent over. I've gone under six and a half for Indianapolis, but just basically hoping that obviously Andrew Luck doesn't play because you'll get massive value on that. And then just the standout bet to me is under under eight, eight and a half, like you say, for Oakland. I just, how, I don't even see how they're getting to eight wins, let alone nine. Um, so to have yeah. under under eight and a half for Oakland, I'll take that all day long. I've, I've gone through their schedule. I've gone through everyone's schedules and done who I think they're going to win or lose against. Yeah. Obviously, it's, it's, it's inevitably massively wrong. Yeah. But I've got the Raiders as four wins. I, I, <laughs> I have Raiders at two wins. Yes, yeah, so I don't obviously ha- we're in lockstep on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I certainly don't expect them to, that to be right two wins. That maybe they'll, they'll, they'll string together three and four. But I just don't understand where they're getting they're getting eight and a half from. They're in a tough division. I don't see how their style or their players are going to be able to last sixteen games. Amari Cooper's your wide receiver one. You're not going to be you're not going to be winning many games. Yeah, I've got them winning at Arizona. I've got them winning home to Seattle, away at Miami and home to Denver. And to be fair, even two of them are risky. I mean, they, they're, they've got the Colts at home. They've got Steelers at home. They're not winning that one. They've got the Browns at home. I've got the Browns beating them. That's how low I am on Oakland this year. <laughs> Just yeah. uh, like you say, I don't see how they're getting six, let alone eight. No. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. But as we said before, the Raiders are a public team, so that line will probably stay eight for a while as well, which is great for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've got them winning uh, home to Seattle, and uh, I'm going to throw a bit, a bit of shade back at you. I've got them winning in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I didn't see that we had Cincinnati. Yeah, that's the third game from the end of the season. <laughs> a lot can change between then and now. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I think I just played it out that Cincinnati didn't really have, any, have anything too much to play for at that point. So I kind of thought, oh, you know, Oakland might get a token win there. But again, yeah, like I say, it's week, it's week 15. So anything yeah, can happen that's there. The, uh, that's the start of the uh, Bengals three-game winning streak to get them in the playoffs at the end of the season. <laughs> <on my. laughs> I've got them beating Oakland at Cleveland and winning at Pittsburgh as well, just to... Uh, May may have been slight homerism there. Yeah, absolutely. But that's a that's a very good segue into making the playoffs. So, yeah, obviously, quite. I, I really fancied the the Vikings last season to make the playoffs. I think it was it was a very decent price. I think they were around about two to one. I think I, I ended up getting, um, which obviously looked fool, foolish, um, considering what what kind of ended up happening. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers going down kind of helped it a little bit. Um, but is it, what what? Um, are there any big prices for teams that you think will make the playoffs this season? Well, the the best one I've got on this is the Falcons because you can bet both sides and guarantee yourself a profit depending yep. on where you go. Yep. You've got red zone bet at two point two. What's that? Hang on. Sorry, I've got all mine in decimals now because it's much easier <laughs> to track on um, six to five. Yeah, and then you can play them the other side at the other side at two point one, which I think is eleven mm. to ten. Yeah. 
Um, so you can guarantee yourself money on that if you want to put a lot of money on him. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think personally the two make playoffs at over evens is great. Yeah. No, I no, I agree. I, I really like up. really like the Falcons this year again. So we we said earlier in the podcast that Steve Sarkeesian's second year at Atlanta Falcons offense could be a lot more improved. Yes, it is a tough division, but again, you can the beauty of the, this bet is you can finish. It'd be like last season, all three teams, Carolina, Atlanta and New Orleans, all made the playoffs. Um, so you don't necessarily just have to win the division. You can have all the, the two wild cards, cards come from the same division. So, I, yeah, I really like Atlanta. Um, a, a shades of odds against there. And another, another two teams that I kind of picked. I know a couple of podcasts back ago, I, I said uh, Tampa Bay were a decent price. Obviously, I retract that statement now of the Jamie Swinson uh, stuff that's been going on. But the, another, another team I'd, I'd like to was, was Tennessee. I thought they were quite a big price. Yeah, uh, you're getting bigger than two to one for them at the moment for uh, the Titans. And yeah, I'm with you on that. I do like the Titans this year. I think the change of uh, head coach and defensive coordinator is a big thing for them because Malarkey was going nowhere. Um, they've obviously signed Dion Lewis, who I think is one of the better running backs in the game. Him and Derek Henry is a fearsome combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've improved on defense with yeah. Malcolm Butler uh, there as well. I just think that the the only negative on them is the division is just it's, it's with the Texans and Jags it's a really tough division to call and uh, I I do like the Titans I do have um, them down as one of my ones that I think will make it yeah the AFC South it's a bit of an interesting one and it, it's quite it's quite intriguing again last season it was quite competitive but there weren't as much, wasn't as much quality yeah Tennessee obviously yeah have improved on on defense which I think will be seen to great effect this season. I think Corey Davis is going to take a step forward, but they've got a person there in Matt Lafleur who can kind of put it all together for them. And again, Marcus Mariota is a guy that's going to weigh out perform his ADP uh, in fantasy. I think personally, and again, yeah, the beauty is last season the AFC South had to, uh, a wild card coming from it as well. Um, and I just think the price was it just over two to one for them to to go make the playoffs. I think was actually way 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 too big. Unless I've read the the decimal wrong, there. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. Yeah, three two five is nine to four. Uh, yeah. for them to make yeah. the playoffs. So I think yeah, massive. I think that's uh, that's a good price and one that could well happen. Yeah, I mean they made it last year and they obviously beat the Chiefs in the in the wildcard round. So I don't see why. They, they've only done. They've only improved, and I'd, I'd say that they've improved more so than all the other teams in that division. So I don't see why they've got a bigger price, be, be, become a yeah, bigger price from last definitely. season. But um, have you got any more? Any more you like? Maybe one that you don't like to make the playoffs as a no. Uh, one not to make the playoffs. I have. <laughs> They're all tougher. Probably the Seahawks at one point six seven. That's four to six, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Seahawks four um, six is decent. Yeah, because obviously we we don't think well, I don't think they're going to get above seven wins, and that's not going to make the playoffs. You've got the Forty ers and the Rams in that division, who are going to be above them. I just don't see them making it. I mean, it's really tough to find anything near evens for not to make the playoffs. Yeah. Because obviously it's such a such a bigger um, area for for them to cover. Yeah. Panthers are nearly uh, nearly evens, and as we said, that division's really difficult. You're getting ten to eleven on the Panthers not to make it. Not for me personally, um, but getting close to evens is um, the best you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, the Jags are just above evens. Wouldn't touch that. Chiefs, I think, are five to six. That's um, a possibility if you think the Chargers are going to be as improved as we think they are. Yeah, tough to visit. Um, yep. But the not to make it is definitely a lot more difficult to pick than the to make it. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, it's yeah, it's not. It's the there's no secret on Seattle. He's not. They're not like a sleeper pick to underperform because it's obviously again. It's been in the news how how depleted they are and all the stuff that's gone on. The bookies kind of haven't missed a trick with that one. So, yeah, it's, it's a shame that they're that short. But they they would be certainly my candidate at um, at least the bigger the bigger odds on if you like. Yeah, to be fair, it's one that we should have got on a month ago on that one if um, if the prices were up. But yeah, I don't. I just don't see them. Don't see them really doing much, to be honest. Uh, in fact, I'm just checking the odds now uh, to miss the playoffs. Since uh, Cam Chancellor announced his retirement, they haven't moved at all at Paddy Power, which was the biggest odds. Uh, still four to six there. So if you want to put a decent amount of money on something like this, then that is probably That's the one to go can. for. Personally, I don't like making huge bets on anti-posts. It's more just a bit of fun for yeah. to keep you entertained over the season. So I wouldn't put more than probably 10 quid on one of these. Yeah, no, and I agree. it wouldn't be at four to six. No, and that is also very, you're very good at this, very good at doing segues. So obviously, yeah, you know, bits of fun for the whole of season. So let's talk uh, end of season kind of honours in terms of the most yardage in rushing, receiving and passing. Um, should we start with rushing, top rush yards? Who 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 do you like there? At, at uh, the Bush, uh, David Johnson. Um, I think he's been forgotten about and you're getting 28 to one on him for to be the top rusher. And obviously... You've got all the all the main guys that we all know about, but because he missed that season, I think the year before that he was the top rusher. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he's had, he's got a lot more to test him this year with um. Well, it was Zeke's the favourite, and probably rightly so because yeah. that's all the Cowboys have got this year. Yeah. Uh, Bell is obviously always up there. Gurley, Fournette, Hunt. I don't think Hunt's going to have a good season. I think he's one I'd definitely avoid with Spencer Ware back there. Yeah, no, I certainly agree. And again, it's a great mind sinker like that. I absolutely hate Kareem Hunt at 14s. Um, I wouldn't even take 100s if I'm quite honest. For the reasons you said there, Spencer Ware, Andy Reid is sometimes goes a bit off script with uh, with running backs and just makes decisions that you don't really know we're in the uh, realms of possibility. But uh, yeah, Zeke, Zeke, I think, is worthy favourite. I think he's going to get 10 million touches this season, uh, rushing attempts. Uh, a couple of others that I liked. I quite liked Leonard Fournette, 10-1, to 1, uh, and Joe Mixon at 80s. I'd, I'd love to say Mixon, but I, I think a lot of his work will be through the air and we've yeah. still got Geo there as well. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be just a couple of detra- detractions from him. He is a very, very good running back, and if he gets the offensive line in front of him that it should be this year, then he's going to be a massive improver. Yeah, like you say, he, he is going to get quite a lot through the year. I just think, I think they'll feed him a lot more. They kind of worked out a bit late last season and they, they you know, towards the end, they, they fed him a bit more and yeah, he'll, he'll get the passing down work as well. And, but you know, obviously Jay Bernard there and Mark Wharton are there as well. I just think if they, if they kind of get a bit of a roll run and I say again, this is an 80 to one shot, so you're not going to put more than a couple of quid on it anyway, but I just thought at the bigger odds, I think there's certainly the ceiling is there for Joe Mixon uh, just because of opportunity. I think he's pretty, he's got the, the lion's share of that backfield, you know, maybe three, three out of every four carries uh, averaging it out. And just Leonard Fournette, I think again, he's just the bell cow. He doesn't really do much catching out of the backfield and the signing of Andrew Norwell just says to me that they're just going to run it similar to maybe not as high as, as the Cowboys uh, will do with Zeke but I think Fournette 10-1 I thought was also it was a good investment for the year to watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They um, If you can get each way which was offered last year at a couple of places then yeah. you're probably worth having a couple of stabs like you said, Fournette, Johnson at 28-1. You've even mm-hmm. got People like Marshawn Lynch at eighty to one. I mean, I don't think he will. But oh, sorry, yeah. on one hundred and fifty to one for yeah. Marshawn Lynch at yeah. Ladbrokes. Yeah. 
which is uh, crazy if you could get four places on it. Um, then you've got guys like McKinnon, who's probably in a um, similar role to Mixon yeah. uh, at the same price, both at 80-1. to 1. Uh, Obviously, they've paid him a fortune. They're going to make him probably the guy, but we have no evidence to say whether he can actually do it or not. He's always been mainly a third down back, so it's whether his body can pull up with it. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree there. And the, the, I'm just looking at the David Johnson uh, odds in front of me here. Obviously, yeah, 28-1 to 1 with 3.65, but his, his love is 6-1 to 1 with Labrook, so very, very... Uh, different different opinions there by those two two bookies, but um, be interesting to see how long that twenty eight uh, kind of lasts for. Because usually when you see an outlier like that, everyone kind of rushes to it. So you know, if you want to get on David Johnson, I'll probably get on him now. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'll just uh... oh, he's down at fourteens now. So uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> obviously, I've not updated that one recently, but um, yeah, fourteens. He was eighteens at Sky. I think he's still eighteens there. So yeah. that's the best you're going to get. But yeah, still, that's still a lot better than six to one. Yeah, just to go through the betting there, yeah, Zeke threes, Bell and Gurley nine to two, Fournette tens, Kareem Hunt fourteens, LaShawn McCoy fourteens, same uh, uh Saquon Barkley eighteens, Dalvin Cook sixteens, Jordan Howard sixteens, and then it's uh, kinda eighteens big on by the rest of four of those. Let's move on to do you want to cover most rushing TDs again? I think the uh Zeke Elliott's your favourite there at five to one, Bell sevens. Uh, Gurley's also five to one. Sorry, with with Zeke there, uh, Leonard Fournette at twelves. Anyone that you kind of picked out on that on that front? Uh, nothing much to be honest. It's um, again much of a muchness really. I mean, I, I love DJ. I love David Johnson, um, but he's only 11, uh, 11 to one. Probably not one I'd take. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly Dalvin Cook at eighteens just for the value. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing, nothing really jumping off the page. I can't really pick out anyone who's going to be goal line back other than other than probably Gurley and Zeke yeah I think uh, they're both rightly five to one favorites and um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those two that won it it all depends on health again it's it always does but yeah it's going to be uh, an interesting market that one yeah I mean certainly for me the again it's, it's it's about the guys that actually do the rushing don't really catch too many out of the backfield so again your your Zeke and you know, although he's involved in the passing game uh, you know they don't tend to pass to him much in the red zone. Uh, they you know, they kind of let him like ground and pound it in. Same with Fournette, really. Um, whereas Gurley and Bell, they can kind of catch it out of the backfield down deep in the red zone as well. So it kind of can take away a vulture a couple of TDs. So, yeah, I would be looking for probably the same of, for for the top rusher because they're going to get more opportunities, you know, down on the, down on the five or the ten. So, yeah, yeah, maybe Melvin Gordon at the price as well. He's eighteen to one. Yeah, uh, yeah. again, he can catch it out of the backfield, but. There's nothing else in. Well, you got Austin Eckler, but realistically, he's not going to get too much. It'll be uh, Melvin Gordon when they get close. And if we think they're going to be the team that they are going to be this year, then Gordon should get a lot of chances uh, yeah. close to the goal line. Yeah, that's a very, very, very good point. Okay, let's move on to quarterbacks then. So, but top pass. So I went for a couple of. Uh, Couple of speculative ones. Uh, a couple of the bigger odds I like. Pat, Pat Mahomes forty to one. It was quite an interesting one. I'll go through why why in a minute. Uh, Matt Ryan twenty twos, uh, and then at the shorter odds, Aaron Rodgers and Philip Rivers at elevens and sixes uh, respectively. So the reason I went for Mahomes, we touched on it earlier with with the Kansas City Chiefs in general. I think their defense is not going to be too great. I think Pat Mahomes, obviously, everyone knows about how much of a gunslinger he is. I just thought 41, he could rack up a few yards in a few games and, and kind of be up up there for a 41 shot. Yeah, I, I like Mahomes this year. I think with the weapons that he's got, he's got Tyreek, who's obviously a massive downfield threat, and he's the kind of guy who should be able to exploit that. You've got Sammy Watkins with a full off season. 
who has always had the talent. It's just whether we can get it together. Yeah. Uh, Kareem Hunt will give him a load of free yards uh, catching out the backfield. Spencer Ware is a decent catcher out of the backfield. Uh, it's all there if it all clicks for them. I mean, obviously, that's why it's priced at 40 to 1. Yeah. It's, um, it's still a big if. Yeah, and the things I look for in these kind of situations, I think it's similar to my fantasy kind of outlook as well with, with quarterbacks and getting the yards. It's what 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 division are they in, and are they you know do they have a bad does does the team that they the quarterback plays for have a, a kind of bad defense? So the the opportunity to throw is there is is a lot more prevalent, and you know do they have the weapons, and are they going to be involved in high scoring games? And I think most of the most of the chief and Pat Mahomes there tick most of those boxes. You know they're in a tough AFC West that have decent offenses. Uh, I'm not sure I really including Oakland into that, but you know, certainly the Chargers and um, Denver they could also they could be big games and they they play obviously play them twice a year. Uh, their defense is not the greatest, Kansas City in my opinion, and again they could be chasing quite a lot of the games. And Pat Mahomes has all the weapons there in Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill, and I just think he could he could have a couple of like 400 400 um, passing yard games. Yep, yep, I agree with that. Yeah, and if you can get each way on it, obviously that's what you want to do on this, mate. Yeah, yeah. There isn't any available at the moment. I think it was Covell last year or Betfred that offered each way, so yeah. I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. Um, in a similar vein to the Mahomes thing, um, I've taken Mariota yeah, at okay. 100 to 1. Mm. Um, again, they've got the weapons. I think Corey Davis will have a good year. Rashad Matthews is reliable. You've got Delaney Walker. And again, three yards out of the backfield from Lewis and uh, Henry, who can also catch the ball. Uh, 100 to 1, obviously, not very likely, but no. he's due some regression to the mean. And uh, he had an awful season last year, Mariota, so I think there's a chance he'll be back up there. It's a really tough one with the QBs because there's 20 decent QBs in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Depth, depth, depth is something that uh, QB is not lacking this year. And like you say, he, I, I certainly expect Mariota to outperform his odds. I think the thing that kind of scares me for Mariota, um, although again he's a hundred to one shot, what you know, what do you kind of want? Um, he's, he's just yeah. he, he can ru- he can rush a little bit as well. So sometimes he's you know where some some people like Mahomes may sling it downfield for a for a YOLO throw, he may just kind of scramble for a couple of yards and then he has you know there's less opportunities there to to get those big chunk yards. But again, you know. They're in a division maybe with a couple of decent defences as well uh, with, with Houston and Jacksonville. So those games might be limited. But again, it's a 100-to-1 shot, so what, what more do you want? But no, I certainly don't mind don't mind that shout. No, that's true. Yeah, everything with the defences. There are some strong defences in that division. Yeah. I just noticed one that was um, quite, that's just uh, stood out at me. is uh, Eli. He's 100-to-1 at Ladbrokes, whereas he's 40-to-1 everywhere else. Mm. Um, yeah. And if we think that Barkley's going to be a top five running back we think Beckham's going to be a top five receiver uh, Engram's going to be a top five tight end then someone's got to throw it to him and it'll be Eli I know that obviously again 100 to 1 I'm probably not even sensible taking it out of that to be honest but it was just the discrepancy in the price that's just uh, stood out on me there yeah no certainly if, if, if things get clicking and again if it's going to do it's, it's going to be this year uh, for four man and again Saquon Barkley can get, can get a lot of cheap air yards for Manning, but I'd certainly take hundred to one on Manning rather than hundred to one on, on Dak Prescott, which is yeah. You know, when you obviously when you compare that to Mariota as well, it's just mind boggling, really. Yeah, yeah, it's the Cowboys. I mean, everyone, uh, the the nation's team. So I think that keeps the odds high on quite a lot of uh, the Cowboys related stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. So, yeah, and again, obviously we don't really need to talk about Rivers and Rodgers. We kind of know what they, they bring to the table in terms of passing. Uh, I thought, again, I thought Matt Ryan was quite big at 22s considering his, his MVP year a couple of years ago. I think, again, regression to the mean, um, which is a very very much a cliche cliche. Uh, term to use, but I don't think twenty twenty two to one he could certainly outperform his odds as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like, as we both said, uh, I do like the Falcons this year, and it wouldn't surprise me to see them winning that division. Mm. And um, obviously, to do that, they're going to need Ryan to perform. Yeah. And Julio is going to get more than three touchdowns this year, so he's uh, yeah, he's definitely on its way back. Yeah. Okay. So uh, top receiving yards. Uh, should, we, should we go? Should we go through those? Um, who have you yep. got? Who have you got? Who's your best bet for top receiving? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I've got a ten on him already. Okay. Um, we we saw what he could do with all four quarterbacks last year, and in the games he had with um, Deshaun Watson, he was brilliant as well. I mean, he, he was, I think, top five in uh, receiving last, last last year with the likes of Tom Savage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can yeah. do it with them, then if you've got a decent QB, you should be able to do it. And they all just they all target him targeted him a ridiculous amount yeah no I agree I, th- I think he had a couple of massive big blowout games and again he's done it with the amount of, the amount of garbage he's had there throwing him the ball um, yeah, he's obviously absolutely priced at 10 to 1 uh, he was on my top 3 list as well the other two I've gone for is Keenan Allen uh, and Devante Adams I don't really think we need to talk too much about those uh, Keenan Allen 16's Devante 28's I thought I thought were pretty decent bets again it's just a couple of quid each way just to kind of as, as you watch every Sunday yeah, twenty-eight to one for Adams is the one I'd go on that just because the odds, just because it's uh, such a such a big number when he's going to be the number one there. Uh, you've got Jimmy Graham who won't catch anything more than five yards. Uh, Randall Cobb who was seen in a walking boot last we saw, so who knows on his fitness. And then there's two or three rookies or Geronimo Allison, and none of them are really going to get it. Whereas Adams has got a rapport with Rogers already, so yeah. At the price, that's actually um, yeah, it's a decent price, twenty-eight to one. Yeah, it could be certainly certainly could be a monster this year, and he's he's a guy I'm targeting in most uh, fantasy drafts if I can, if I'm in the right area. But usually you have to be in the back of the first round, early part of the second to grab his services. Uh, have you have you yeah. got anything? Have you got down anything? Earth, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I was gonna say, do you? I've also got him down for most receiving touchdowns as well, um, along with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Doug Baldwin. Have you got anyone different there, or have you... I was about to mention Doug Baldwin for the yardage one, just because I think, unless I've got it wrong, uh, for some reason he's 150 to one on um, Ladbrokes. Oh yeah, so yeah, which seems which seems ridiculous. I'm yeah. guessing I've got that wrong because he's 33 to one and 25 to one elsewhere. Yeah, um, no, but the Seahawks are probably going to be trailing. Yeah. Uh, they don't have too much outside of Baldwin, so he's going to be the only guy getting the getting the passes. Yeah, um, and if if it is 150 to one, certainly worth an investment uh, if that is the price. Um, yeah, each way, yeah, even to one. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a uh, that's a kind of one that sticks out. I might uh, might get on that when we uh, close off the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, can't go each way on it um, at the oh, moment. Okay. Uh, let's say hopefully someone will offer each way eventually but given the, the big lads haven't at the moment I'm not sure not too confident on that yeah. uh, the touchdown thing uh, Devontae Adams the only the only worry would be Jimmy Graham for me Yeah. just because I think he's going to get more than 10 Yeah. Um, and it, well, it depends because Rodgers doesn't really use the tight end but he's never had anyone as good as as Graham no. um, so I don't know about that one, but um, yeah, if if he sticks to script and keeps throwing it to his favourite guy, then that probably will be Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, um, Devontae Adams... I think Graham's down at 12-1. to 1. 
Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, Jimmy Graham, obviously, and uh, Devontae Adams had the same amount of touchdowns last season with 10. But Devontae uh, Adams has been top three the last two years. Um, so, again, you, he's, he's priced as such. And to so say you're not really getting much value on him anymore, 12 to 1. Um, but certainly, yeah, Doug Baldwin, uh, even if it is win only, 150 to, 150 to 1 to be, could be a good investment, especially because he's actually got one of the better quarterbacks throwing him the ball as well. And, he, you know, he always seems to get open and he's, you know, the rapport's there, the chemistry's there. And... It, again, they're going to be chasing, so the opportunities there. So I do do really like Doug Baldwin at fourteens. Yeah, fourteen to one for him. Yeah, yep, yeah, I agree with that. He's a, a decent price. Jordy, Jordy Nelson down at eighteen to one. Uh, that's one I'll be avoiding oh, with the uh, with the Raiders. That's Josh Gordon thirty three to one. Uh, probably not too bad a bet. Mm. He's uh, if you've seen the pictures of him, you wouldn't want to be going up against him. <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't be surprised if a a, a, P, a ped uh, suspension comes his way. No, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not. He's not as ripped as uh, Christian McCaffrey, though. So uh, I've not seen his ones. Oh, I'll, I'll post one up. It's just uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, okay, yeah. let's let's move on to more of a rookie kind of uh, the the rookie market. So I've only really got rookie rush yards, uh, and I think there was one about Saquon Barkley actually that I quite liked but let's start with the rookie rush yards Darius Geis at 5-1 to one, I think really appealed just because Saquon Barkley can get a lot of his yardage through the air um, and then can't make, you know that could bring his rushing you know it's not a great offensive line so that could bring his rushing totals down I think uh, Darius Geis there is going to get the first and second hand work and that could be a good offence he could get a lot of opportunity yeah I think out of the uh, out of the options other than Barkley he's the only one I'd even be considering Yeah, uh, the, the rest of him like you said, if um, Washington play guys as everyone seems to think, I, I'm not sure they will personally. I quite like P. Ryan, but he uh, he kind of didn't do it last year. So it probably should be all guys. Mm. Um, Penny's the other one at four to one for the Seahawks, but obviously we've mentioned about their offensive line. Yeah, uh, Royce Freeman in Denver. I think Devontae Book will be the starting running back there. So I think it'll be a couple of games before he gets in if he does. Mm. Nick Chubb, no. Uh, Ronald Jones at Tampa they're going to be a mess so they're not going to be rushing much no. uh, Michelle uh, the Patriots again the same thing as uh, you were saying before with um, people getting yards through the air I think he's uh, going to get a lot through the air so yep I agree with you on that one that Geis is probably the best bet outside of Barkley I mean it, it should be Barkley but uh, just over evens is not one I'd take no, I mean certainly for you know guys. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not assuming he gets he gets the gig, but certainly they've been ranting and raving about him. I just think because he's he's got that role of the first and second down kind of running back, he's going to get predominantly rush yards because we've got Chris Thompson there. So I don't think any work or any rush yards are going to be taken away by potentially uh, you know dumping off passes like you know in in Seattle with Penny. Barkley's going to get a lot of passes out of the backfield and maybe a couple of other of those guys are going to get it as well. I just think because Geis is predominantly the rush guy, he's going to get yep, a lot of yep, rushing. I agree with that. I just think yeah. a 5 to one's de- a decent yeah, decent. You didn't bet. fancy Lamar Jackson? <laughs> no. Um, one thing I did fancy, actually, is Saquon Barkley. We're moving on to him now. Um, his rushing touchdown total was eight and a half. I really like the unders on this. Yeah, like you, like you said before, with um, the fact that he's multifaceted and he'll probably get a lot out of uh, the passing game as well. You've got Evan Ingram there, who's a big lad, um, to take TDs away. You've got Beckham, obviously, back. There's a lot of other options there for them. Yeah, I don't think also, it's, it's, again, it's hard to know what the Giants' offence is going to be like, but I don't think they're going to be, if it all clicks, obviously they're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities, but I just think... 
the Giants won't have too many situations where they're in the 10 and they're going to be rushing in the, the touchdown. They're, they'd be, I think they'll try and... Pat Shermer's there. I think he'll try and be a bit creative. And if it was a total touchdowns, I'd go over all day long for Saquon Barkley. I just think because it's rushing, I just don't think that offensive line's quite good enough yet to support uh, Saquon Barkley getting nine nine touchdowns on the ground. So I thought Unders at, at, at Pickham was, was a pretty decent bet, actually. Yeah, uh, just um, just found why you're talking. Um, three six five are offering just just touchdowns. Yeah, on Barkley, you've got under 10, 10, 10 and just a half, over yeah. evens. Yeah, I don't think the opportunities there for r- rushing touchdowns for him. And you know, let, let's face it, since Tiki Barber, the Giants have not been able to run the ball uh, at all. You know, they, they're just getting swallowed up there and and sacks and, and turnovers. And you know, Eli Manning likes turning the ball over in the red zone as well. So. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, th- I think they'll, they'll, t- they'll tend to pass it a bit more uh, to get Saquon in space. I, I don't, you know, if they're going to hand him the ball off in the in the ten zone, there's not going to be a lot of space there for for lanes or you know, and they're not really effective. I just, I just think that's quite, it's quite a standout bet there. Is there, any, is there anything rookie wise that you you like you want to pick out and tell the tell the listeners? Uh, what have we got the uh, passing yards, uh, rookie passing yards. Uh, my bet on that one would be Josh Rosen at five to one. Okay. Um, he's the fourth favourite behind Josh Allen for some reason, uh, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, uh, Lamar Jackson's eighteen to one. So it's between the top four really, mm. and I think Rosen's got the most chance of playing more of the games yeah. in that one because I don't trust Bradford's health. Yeah, so yeah. It, the good thing about rookie, uh, if you if you, anyone out there is punting on rookies, if you have an opinion on a rookie or a certain rookie kind of market or position, there actually there's actually a bit, a bit of money that can be made if you you know if you know your stuff. Like say, Josh Rosen is likely to probably play more games. I, I can certainly see a scenario where Josh Allen starts week one, but he's going to be awful. So, you know, how many yards is he actually going to get? Um, not probably not not a lot, but he's in a weak division. But um, what what price was Josh Allen just out of interest? Uh, Josh Allen is two point seven five, no, which is seven to four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I won't be taking seven to four, I'd rather have Rosen at fives, just in case you know Sam Bradford isn't ready to go week one and he, Rosen does end up uh, playing the whole season. But yeah, I think probably Allen. I, I personally think Allen will play more games out of all of them. But again, how many yards he gets? You know, you could get Nathan Peterman yards and interceptions. So. Yeah, it's probably a market I'd leave, but I yeah, certainly wouldn't put anyone off five to one for a, for a season bet. Yeah, um, other one I was looking at was uh, offensive rookie. Is something that I don't take anymore. I took four or five last year, and they all got injured, <laughs> uh, including Deshaun Watson being the main one. It's I think he was seven to one, and okay. obviously after a few games, he was pretty much nailed on for yeah, it. Yeah. But when it got to week ten last year, you could have got Alvin Kamara still at ten to one. Oh really? Wow. Which was ridiculous. I'm gutted. I didn't. I don't know mm. why I didn't. Mm. Um, but he, you're best off taking that one in season because there's so many injuries. I mean, obviously Barkley's probably quite rightly the favourite two to one. Yeah. You're going to be looking at generally a quarterback. That's the only issue is seeing how these quarterbacks do and whether they play or not. I mean, they take up the other three places in the top four behind yeah. Barkley. Yeah. I mean, the great the great thing about I said this to Lee on the previous couple of podcasts. Um, the, the the quarterbacks being in there actually make Barkley a backable price. True, yeah, two to one is um, quite fair on him. I think yeah. if you if you have the, if you have the dollar, taken some of that, I think I'd thirty quid on that. Yeah, if you have, if you if you've got the dollar to put down on a two to one, you know, there's nothing worse than doing an anti post bet that's like you know, it's a pick or as a really short odds because you've got to invest a fair amount. There's no point putting a ten on it for to to win twenty quid for the whole season. It's it's not 
it's not really worth the time or time or the effort unless you're able to put them in Akers or kind of the build your bets um, stuff that you can you can kind of request. But uh, yeah, no, certainly um, Barkley deserves to be favourite. He's got the opportunity. He's got the talent. He's got the opportunity to to be in front of the the media, and he's got the spotlight on him. So you know, he's he's a worthy favourite. Yeah, and it's all a pub, it's all a publicity thing, a popularity thing, and it's a lot of recency bias. Like I say, is uh, come. The first probably eight weeks probably don't matter that much. It'll be that onwards when it gets close to voting time where people uh, will form more of an opinion and that'll affect him more. I mean, if uh, Flacco goes down halfway through the season, you've got um, Lamar Jackson at 30-1. to 1. Yeah. Um, and if he's the player that I personally think he is, and uh, that's why I was a little bit gutted he uh, went in Dynasty before I got there. <laughs> then I think he's uh, got a very good future ahead of him. Yeah, you're very, you're very welcome. That was me that took him. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> before we uh, let you, let you go, let's. Um, I know that you are quite a quite a keen one on total points for teams uh, last season. I know you said to me off air that you had the Rams last season. So let, let's kind of cover gloss over that before we let, we let you go. What what would you fancy total points wise for for teams this season? Yeah, total team points is um, it's a bit of a niche market, and there's only one place that offers it. It's three six five, but um, I've got a little graph of points scored last year and what their the bookies have got them at this year. Ooh, very good. And given the fact that the Bears were pretty awful on offense last year, they've only uh, they've only added thirty points onto them this year. Wowzers, yeah. Uh, so you can get the Bears got two hundred sixty four points last year. Yeah. You can get seven to four on them getting to over two hundred ninety five this year. Not bad. Not bad at all. Which um, I I know the, a guy on Twitter. Um, Message me and he's got three hundred and fifty quid on it. Wowzers! Wowzers! So that's safe some... to say he's fairly confident on that one. That's some keech. Uh, yes, that's a heck of a lot of money. I mean, it would be about eight hundred quid if it wins. But for me personally, I, I mean, I don't bet more than twenty five, fifty quid. But uh, no, if he's uh, if he's got it and he messaged me saying, surely we need to lump on that one. Mm. I agree with him on that. I mean, the price is, I think, only thirty more points than last year with what I expect to be a pretty good offence this year. Mm. I thought it was um, a really good bet. Yeah, not, uh, not the, Similarly, the, the Vikings got 382 points last year with Case Keenum. I think they're better this year on offence, and they've actually lowered it this year. <laughs> they've yeah. got them over, seven, over 375. Well, houses, yeah, that, that actually, that's... Um, that, that, yeah, pardon me. That's, I'm speechless on that one. Yeah, that's quite hard to believe that you go... You regress in points when you... Uh, Again, they're a defense-first team, but there's, there's, there's a, that's a powerful offense. And to get through, I mean, they, they are way down the list. If you put, if you totaled them, the highest points, you know, in in a list in the terms of a rank, they'd be probably halfway down. Yeah, I mean, they got 380 last year, which was it was, it was 100 off the Rams. Like you said, they were the main, they were the top scorers last year, which was uh, in a fairly incredible amount. But the fact that they've gone down and they have improved. I thought that was uh, that was one that stood out to me. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. What did uh, what did the Chargers score last season? I haven't got the. Oh no, Chargers sort of... were three hundred and fifty-five last year. And you've got an extra twenty, and you can get over three hundred and seventy-five this year. Mm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm concentrating mainly on the overs, but they do offer unders and the middle section as well as separate bets. Yeah. Uh, one of the unders I looked at was the Seahawks, Seahawks just because three fifty. Yeah. 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 Uh, they got three six six last year. Uh, the only thing is, obviously, they've got no defense this year, so they are going to have to score points. 
Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's not always the best, uh, the, the most appealing option when you go for unders, because um, again, no. you're 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 when you're watching the games, you don't want anything to happen. It's kind of like backing a nil-nil in a football game. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? I yeah. hate taking unders on anything because you are just wishing for rubbish. Yeah, and it's uh, it gets quite depressing. Yeah, I might I might the, take uh, a look, look at that because it's, it's quite an interesting market. And you can make quite a bit of money of that because because the the middle section's banded again. The, the odds you're getting around around about the six to four mark, so you can get some decent uh, some decent interest on there. I'll, I'll have to have a look back and go back over the last couple of years and get some trends on that and see uh, what kind of what the state of play is. But um, yeah, quite, yeah, the, the middle is uh, you get a fifty point middle basically. So someone like the Browns are under two hundred forty five. 246 to 294 and over 294. Mm. Um, yeah, who knows with the Browns? It was just uh, they they were the lowest scoring team last year. So yeah, <clears throat> I'm just trying to. Uh, they are the to... lowest over this year as well. So if you think they're going to improve as much as people seem to think, then it might be worth it. Yeah, I mean the one that one that the couple that strike out to me. Oh no, Arizona. I think Arizona about right. Baltimore's quite high. I thought 336 to 384. Yeah, amazingly, they got nearly 400 points last year. Yeah, I, I don't know how. No, I don't know how either. They're awful on offense, no. unless they've got, unless they've got that completely wrong. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, the the middle on that one <clears throat> seems good because they are a strong team defensively. The other teams in the division have improved. The Bengals, I feel, are better. The Browns are definitely better. So that's mm. um, yeah, the middle on that one. I don't think they're going to score under because I thought they'd score under last year and they they were far better so yeah I think the middle on that one's probably a decent one yeah I think probably the main thing to do with these ones is maybe do a do what they the middle is uh, and then divide that by 16 and see have a kind of an opinion on whether you think they'll score more per game than than and look at their schedule and that but that's certainly a market I'm not really familiar with but I'll certainly have, have a look into it at some point and uh, for those people out there listening I have a, a punting page on there and um, Adam what I'll do is I'll, I'll probably if you if you if you want to have some of your stuff on there as well I'll probably put some of your your tips on there for the for the listeners yeah, that's good for me. Um, personally, I, I generally go with pot bets. Um, I did well uh, two years ago with pot bets yeah. and um, like rushing yards, uh, things like anytime touchdown scorers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The problem last year was that they were delaying putting the prices out until Sunday mornings. Yeah. Um, yeah. The year before that, I was getting a lot on Saturday evenings where they weren't really in, t- in tune with injury reports and things like that. So no. I was getting some really good prices. Yeah, no, you um, can't. But last year they they sharpened up on it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's quite a lot, with quite a lot of the markets there. Over the years, they, initially they were a bit lacklustre, a bit slack with, uh, obviously everyone was getting quite a bit of value, especially any time touchdown scorers. Um, so, you know, if you know, back up tight ends, if the main tight end guy was out or the, you know, the main running back or all that kind of stuff. But now, yeah. They they're quite late going up, and it's just, I think it's the same with some. You know, if you've got some injury concerns, they don't tend to put money line or total point stuff up until quite late either. Yeah, yeah, it's um, like you said. They 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 seem to have sharpened up a lot on it. I mean, I listen to um, a lot of fantasy podcasts because fantasy and betting are two sides of the same coin. They yeah. are looking yeah. for individual edges, so I, I find listening to them and especially the DFS podcasts on. Um, Friday, Saturday mornings, they're really, really good to listen to because you got people playing daily fantasy or putting 50 quid on a lineup. Yeah. They know what they're talking about yeah. with players who are, they're expecting to do well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as I say, if you know your stuff, there's, a, there's, there's quite a lot of money to be made still in the NFL, I feel. So, uh, 
Yeah, no, uh, I'll, I'll have a look at the regular season points, but uh, I think that probably brings us to the the end of a comprehensive uh, outlook on on some punting there for for to, for the twenty eighteen season. No doubt it'll all yeah, change one, change uh, next week. Yeah, one uh, one last thing was I've uh, started the year well. I was up um, up about one hundred and seventy quid on the draft. I did really well on that, so. That's uh, giving me a nice little buffer for the start of the season, anyway. That's that's always that's 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 dream 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 scenario. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and I say, if you want to get in touch with uh, yourself on on uh, Twitter, it's at Touchdown Tips. Do you have a, a, a personal account? Uh, yeah, at KV007, C-A-V-E-Y-007. Cool. But I, I hardly use that now. Pretty much everything I put out is on. Uh, at touchdown tips, cool. Even all the NFL, all, even all the World Cup stuff, I've just been putting out through that, just because yeah. I get much more interaction on there. Yeah. I've got a lot more people paying attention to that one than my personal account. <laughs> and uh, just, sorry, and just to tell us again what your website was. The website is tdtips.com or touchdowntips.com. I managed to get both of them. So Very nice. anything Very nice. on there. There's not been much up so far because I've been distracted with the. Uh, the soccer ball, but um, soccer ball. there will be stuff going up over the summer. I normally put up a full. Uh, season preview with every division admittedly not exactly uh, accurate but obviously my opinions on it yeah uh, I'll put up bets through the year. I've already put up a little uh, bit of uh, an early look on Super Bowl winners win totals like we've talked about tonight yeah things like that so yeah there, there'll be a lot going up over the summer that I'll keep myself busy with Lovely stuff. And so what I'll do is I'll, I'll post some of maybe some of your best bets, and you can uh, on my page as well. And then we can just kind of maybe we can have a little a duel throughout the season. Maybe we could do a like a, a contest on spreads or something like that. We maybe we we we'll work something out. Yeah, yeah, sounds good, mate. Yeah, I've um I've got a couple of NFL guys on here. We could even get together and do um like one bet each and make it an acre every week or something. Yeah, that's yeah yeah. We'll say we'll we'll, we'll sort some sort something out uh, no doubt during the rest of the off season. Adam, thanks so much for coming on, buddy, and uh, we'll speak no to you problem. soon. Yep, yep. Good to speak to you, mate. Cool. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye. bye. Adam Walford there giving us his views uh, on the 2018 season. Like I say, we'll at the start of the show we'll we'll, we'll post something up on the website fulltonyards.com forward slash punting. And again, if you want to come on and talk to talk on the show, get in touch with us. Like I say, hopefully in the very near future we'll have a new exciting way for you to interact with us uh, on the show uh, through voice bites. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But that's going to do it for this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed that slightly longer episode than than was planned. Just want to say a quick shout out to England. Good luck for Saturday against Sweden. Uh, we'll be back along next week. Uh, hopefully do a couple of articles soon in the meantime. But in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.